Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings. I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon. Chuck, how's it going today, buddy? Man, I'm here with you, Gene. Once again, we're doing this. We are. This we, is episode 50, I think. Is it? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. We, we, um, that's my 50, age. Almost a year. Well, uh, no, yeah. no, my age plus uh, a decade. <laughs> so anyway yeah we're glad to be with you glad you're with us and uh we've got a special guest tell us about our guest today, yeah Chuck. man i am i heard about this guy a long time ago and so i i thought hey i want to contact him and see if he might consider joining us uh his name is matt gordon and he just happens to be a bro- my brother that's how i heard about him but wow. anyway <laughs> matt thank you for joining us bro yes it's a privilege to be on and uh yeah, to be your big brother as well. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Did you used to beat yeah. Chuck up when you were kids? Oh, my. That's well, another episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that one with a few practical jokes. Uh, yeah, we, we I, I refined him. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, uh, just so you know, he's still a practical joker. Oh, uh, Big time. Uh, he, he learned well. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he, he did it to me, all right? I didn't have all that opportunity <laughs> to do it to him, so... I was I was recovering, and I'm still in counseling uh, right now for those. But no. well, well, the reason we wanted to have Matt on uh, outside of me going in for counseling for all the practical jokes being done, we no, we we um, uh, my brother, I, I've always seen him. Just uh, he's served Christ so faithfully over decades, and it's been amazing to watch him, his bride Jan, and and his family, and just seeing them grow up pursuing Christ and. Um, but we'll kind of start there. You and Jan, how long y'all been married? Uh, you know, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary this past weekend. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I told told Jean that, that uh, I, I remember your anniversary yearly because uh, of uh, just visions of me riding on the hood of your car on the night before <laughs> the wedding. And as you tried to escape uh, your brothers abusing you uh, before you got married and, and um I don't know if it's 30, 40, 90 miles per hour on the hood of your car. Anyway, but I'm still alive today. But so I remember that anniversary uh, like it was yesterday and still twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to, you definitely developed a solid grip. I tell you. <laughs> so, and y'all have going, uh, though I know I want you to fill in for our listeners how many kids and grandkids. Yeah. So we've got 11 children. Ages, I think, 37 down to 16. And we're expecting our 21st grandkid next month. That's good. Yeah. Now, now, those kids are, many of them are married, right? I mean, this is not just so, so clarifying yeah. there. Yep, yep, yep. How long have you been a part of the Mormon church? <laughs> really? Oh, my. We have yeah, eight of our 11, eight, eight of the 11 are married. Uh, and uh, yeah, doing, doing great. So, uh, that's yeah. amazing. 21st grandkid on the way. Wow. And uh, that is phenomenal. Can you name them all? <laughs> now, wait a minute. That's not fair. That's I not mean, fair. I have five, and sometimes I have trouble coming up with their names. <laughs> 21. Good. Nice. That's well, amazing. Well, one of the things I know that, that uh, I guess a little, little backstory, Matt, if, if you know, we want to go into where you are now in ministry, and that's, that's a large part of the reason, but um, uh, I, I know 
your background somewhat, but um, we grew up in the same home. But uh, I know a lot of people say they, they grew up as a Christian, and, uh, but you and I both know that that's not, not true. You maybe grew up in a mm-hmm. home of Christian influence or whatever, but mm-hmm. so how did you become a Christ follower? What was that for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It seemed like about the same time, you and our mom and myself uh, put our trust in Christ, all different circumstances, uh, but we were the first ones in our family. And I was in college. I was actually the middle of my freshman year. I was at the Naval Academy, and I just uh, went to a Bible study one night because it was seemed like the right thing to do. And um, I probably thought I was a Christian, but I remember after this Navigator's Bible study, this Marine sat down with me, went through uh, what's the, the bridge diagram, and it just all clicked for me. Um, and I remember that night just, uh, I was in tears, which, uh, you know, for a, a, a guy there, uh, you know, was definitely caught me uh, off guard, but uh I put my trust in Christ. Seen God work ever since then, but it's been really exciting to see what God has done in our family. And like you said, Chuck, uh, we uh, we started a little late in life, but uh, God's been faithful to see one after the other put their trust in Christ. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Thank you for for sharing that, man. And. And I, I know since then, and then when we started to kind of engage more, you you dove in at University of Florida and became a part of a campus ministry there. Yes, uh, Gator Christian Life, uh, which was the student ministry for Cypress Church, had, had just started a, a church plant from Iowa State. And so I get, got involved when I transferred to UF uh, my first year there. And just uh, excited about what I saw in the authentic walk that it seemed like each person had and, and just really bolstered my faith. So I uh, uh, and, and that's uh, what I was a part of back over 40 years ago. And, and I'm uh, still a part of that church and, and have been pastoring there for 36 years now. That is that is incredible um, that is beyond belief. And for our listeners, it, it, they don't know, um, uh, University of Florida is situated in Gainesville. It's considered as the Holy Land. But anyway, that's, that's again, for, for Gators and Gators alone yes. to, to comprehend. But we're, we're the chosen people, so I just, I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> so, Amen. Of course, we're recording up in Gamecock land and, and uh, Georgia Bulldog land. Right. So um, A few years ago, they thought about changing the name to Tebow Bill, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that got overruled by the city council. <laughs> for sure well that's incredible i know you've always been a part of that and, and currently as you said you, you are, are co-leading uh, with two other pastors at, at cypress church that's correct yeah okay. yeah and, so go ahead and still no and and uh, campus director with gator christian life right right so well, we have a yeah kind of a, continue to have a strong focus on the uf campus and just uh growing number of, uh, of young families um, and even some working singles as well. Okay. The, the, with that, uh, I guess just to give a, a snapshot, it, it's not like any other church I've, I've seen just with the 
campus emphasis or the or the um, man the equipping and um, the evangelical uh, focus that uh, I see is just kind of the uh, a part of the DNA. Um, but what is you know how, how are y'all impacting the students over over the campus? What's been a, a part of that focus? Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, we actually meet different times on the University of Florida campus. And it's been a good working relationship with the administration. Um, we have um, right now, uh, we have our, our service there at least once a month on the college campus and uh, just doing a lot of outreach, gearing up right now for uh, fall kickoff. And so uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been exciting even just uh, seeing what God's doing here. Uh, fortunately, we were one of a, a number of just solid Christian groups on campus, and so we're we're excited to, to work in synergy with uh, with others that are here. Okay, and that's phenomenal. So your church, uh, y'all primarily meet on the campus at different times and with different groups throughout the week. Is that right? Yeah. Well, um, something that. And I'll, I'll mention we we got involved in embraced just the uh, you may be familiar with T for T and the church planning movement just that uh, that aspect of uh, some things that we've really uh, been encouraged with embraced uh, what it means to just uh, help uh, be involved in in the gospel a lot. Uh, and as we see people interested, either unbelievers or uh, young believers, we start new groups. I think a key thing is just starting uh, groups instead of bringing people in to, to things we've got going. We, we start groups uh, among them uh, and really build that DNA right off the bat that, hey, this is something you can do as well as, as you grow and uh, just are, are uh, challenged by the Lord. And so uh, that is, has really had us all the more embrace the, uh, what we started as a small groups. Uh, we have uh, house churches and uh, several house churches that meet uh, each Sunday morning. Uh, that's how we typically meet uh, and, and we'll, we'll meet except for once a month, we'll get together all together and have what we call a celebration Sunday. And we'll do that on campus at one of the lecture halls. And so it's uh, been a way of, I think uh, for me, just seeing um, that emphasis on, on house church uh, has helped our uh, people just to all the more grasp what it means to uh, participate in active ministry of uh, when we come together, Hey, I'm I'm involved. I'm not just attending, but I'm uh, I'm actively participating, and yeah. just uh, great ownership. So that's been a, a key part of what we've been doing, and excited about just seeing uh, uh, growth of our house churches. Well, that's that's phenomenal. And you, but it, uh, I know that Cypress Church hasn't always gone with the model of, of house church. What what uh, 
what and when led to the change. I know you said about a dozen years ago, impacted by mm-hmm. T for T, which I'll, I'll mention that at the end if anybody has an interest. I know uh, that you can share more information about the book or, or the, the context of it, but um, or, or how to find out about resources. But um, what was the change up? What uh, you know? What what led y'all there to going mm-hmm. from more of a, uh, a American traditional you know, mm-hmm. church congregation mm-hmm. to, uh, let's go to house churches. Yeah. You know, um, again, through, a, maybe a, a connection here and there, a, a friend of a friend, but just, uh, started out with a, a retreat that we had, um, and, uh, just, uh, Jeff Sundell is somebody that we, we brought in from uh, North Carolina who, uh, just had a heart for seeing, uh, multiplication of, of house churches, of uh, discipleship. And I think to me, that's been so key. Uh, what we really saw is, you know, maybe up until that point uh, with students or others we were working with, uh, I think it was a bit hit and miss as to whether they, they really, I knew they caught what it meant to uh, multiply their lives to uh, okay. effectively disciple others. And I, yeah, I yeah. think since then, since we've put in certain those tools and, um, and different practices in place, uh, I just have all the more confidence that the, uh, the people that we have are uh, really grasp that and own what it means to make disciples. And uh, there, there's, I'd say a confidence, uh, a competence in yep. what it means. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been exciting for us. And so, wh- why we made that that uh, change, and uh, just have through that some great tools that we continue to reinforce uh, within the church, and, um, and and just have people take ownership of. Hey, you can start new groups. You can uh, build into people right off the bat, and um, and, and that's replicated through the house churches as well. How would you describe Cypress Church prior to that change? Yeah. Well, we were uh, uh, just actively involved Sunday mornings on campus. You know, had a uh, the, the larger uh, Sunday service on a, in, in a large lecture hall. And in uh, our small groups uh, were happening uh, with, you know, accountability. Uh, I think there was uh, uh, encouragement, excitement. Uh, and, and I think it functioned, um, I think there's a lot of similarity even as to what we saw with other uh, campus groups as well. Uh, and so uh, it was going going well. Um, but as uh, I think just the desire to see uh, more in the way of uh, discipleship passing on and real practicals and what that meant to, to see that take off. So Cypress Church has always been on the campus? Always yes. Been a... Yeah, it started okay. out, uh, yeah, what was it, 1979. And it started on the college campus here at UF. And it, I, I'd say it's probably early on maybe uh, had a... Uh, some community folks and, and then uh, early on then uh, w- was back on campus all the more and I, really since 
1990, uh, meeting on campus a lot. Uh, that's been a key part of what has kept us uh, connected with UF is is that you know proximity to campus, uh, just making sure our any of our uh, even our house churches have that integration with with students as well as uh, working singles, uh, young families. So, Matt, I'm interested. Um, years ago, I, I say that 1997. How many years ago that was? Mm -hmm. My wife and I made a, I'd say, a feeble attempt at starting a house church movement in our hometown uh, with a similar concept of meeting in various houses. Um, you know, probably on Sunday mornings or Sunday nights, and then once a month gathering together for corporate worship time. Um, it never came to fruition for a couple of reasons, but one thing I know, I remember when I would explain to people, we live here in the Bible Belt, and right. the Georgia-South Carolina border, when I would explain to people what we were doing, I just got really funny looks, and uh, <laughs> they just thought I was starting a cult group or something. It just was, right. it was right. weird, even though mm. we know it was, it's biblical, it's the Book of Acts talk what we're doing. Um, mm. So I wonder, you know, with my brief experience in it and your long-term experience, I wonder, is it easier for this concept to work on a college campus than it would be like I tried to do it in a small city? Yeah, I, I don't know. As <laughs> I, I, I would say, you know, um, we're, we're a week away from having uh, a big influx of new students. And um, what we'll typically find is uh, a, a number of them will come uh, check us out. And the first few weeks of the fall semester in particular, we spend uh, those Sundays all together. And we're just sharing our vision, a vision for house church. And um, I think for some, uh, it, it connects and they're with us. Uh, I'd say probably for the majority of new people, uh, they hear it and say, oh, I'm, I'm looking for something I'm more familiar with. And so uh, it, there is an aspect of it kind of swimming upstream. And I, I do think uh, we, we have found we're uh, just uniquely, God has us pursuing house church. We know it's not for everybody. <laughs> and that, um, uh, you know, and, and, and quite frankly, where, where some have seen uh, this tremendous multiplication uh, that's not necessarily the case for us, though we see with with the influx of students uh, uh, constantly with graduation and different things, we're, we're sending out different ones, uh, but it, you know, not, not like we're getting well, you know, tons bigger because of the model, but I think it's, it, it is developing the disciples. And, you know, what, what I'm, uh, what we're finding is, more of those who are unchurched, it's it's not so unusual for them. It's uh, and I you know just my my personal opinion, but I, I think they would uh, they have found it, it might be uh, an easier step to step into a living room among a smaller group of people than a uh, you know a, a more traditional church congregation. Yeah, I'm sure that that's true. Yeah, but I so hear you. So it is it is a uh, 
Yeah, I think by swimming upstream is is a good way to. to oh put yeah, it. yeah, definitely. So the students that you have, they you know they're part of Cypress Church. They graduate. They moved into another city. Are they equipped, able to start a similar movement? Or are they trying to find one, or do they just find a more traditional style church? Or what's yeah. kind of the history with that, those folks? Yeah, you might uh, move to a, another. Yeah, um, city. after they graduate. Yeah, what yeah. what tends to happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know our our hope is uh, being able to uh, to to send out uh, students who, after several years, have uh, they've been equipped, and and I, I do think very capable because what uh, we have uh, students that are are actively involved in, in leading in house churches so they know uh, that this is what we can replicate uh, in going elsewhere. We've helped uh, others uh, get get started, get off the ground. Um, I'd say it's not, it, it, as far as that's something we're really uh, wanting to uh, get down all the more, the ability to uh, uh, have that all the more in place where it's, it's possible. I, I probably what I'm doing in, uh, is Chuck, what you mentioned about the, the sabbatical and, and I'm, I'm evaluating for, uh, what God would have me do in ministry, uh, right around the corner. My hope is to be able to be available as, uh, uh, say a team of, of students, maybe, uh, connected with others would go to a, another city and help get s- something off the ground. But I do think it, uh, you know, Gene, as you probably found it, it, it takes uh, just having some uh, concentrated available uh, people there, uh, leaders that uh, can help get things going. And uh, so I'd say that's something we're, we're still, uh, actively pursuing how to, to make that more reality. But I'd, and for the most part, our students graduate. Uh, they're, they're well aware of how to, uh, uh, to, to participate and lead in a house church setting. But uh, oftentimes uh, they're, they're plugging into a good church. Uh, they're using the leadership skills they've developed and probably not as much the same model. <laughs> gotcha. And is this model, is this happening on other college campuses or is this unique to Gainesville? Yeah, um, definitely I'm, I'm connected with uh, some other churches doing similar things. Uh, um, one, one in particular, uh, well, Tallahassee, which is a uh, sister church of ours. We have a Seminole Christian Life is a student group there and uh, the church. Um, and then uh, uh, we're in close contact with a, a, a guy, a pastor, a good friend of mine who coaches from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, working at NC State, uh, Burke Wilson. And so uh, uh, he, he's been coaching a number of us and it's been been exciting to see just learn from examples that come across the board um, uh, from different 
churches we're connected with that are doing yeah, some of the similar things. Okay. Well, I know it's, it's phenomenal just that I know you were a part of the C1 network. Uh, you're a board member with, with that. And just, you know, it is, it's much more than just university of Florida, but I know that's where you've been though. You, though you've, uh, it's been incredible to see you in a part of impacting uh, churches and movements around the country. I, I thank God you've, you've been focused in on Florida. Um, and, uh, but so much more than that with, and with T for T, I, you know, I just want to encourage the listeners. It, it is, uh, it's incredible to, to hear about it. And I know I, I heard about it from you, Matt, and just the, mm-hmm. the emphasis, the focus, the key elements of being, of being in the harvest, you know, sharing the gospel with everyone, starting new groups, and then, um, starting new groups instead of inviting people to, to church and training believers to reproduce, um, and starting house churches. I, it's one thing I've always loved, and, and to be honest, there's an element of intimidation, but just how how incredible it is to see that uh, when students don't, when they step in, it's not just a matter of, hey, join the bunch and, and hang out, but it's like, okay, if you're here, we're going to disciple you. If you're here, then uh, let's get discipled and, and not just sit on the sidelines, um, which is the, the context of, of so many college organizations and so many churches. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thank God that yeah, you, you lead them to put boots on the ground um, and not just sit. <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway, well, uh, with the sabbatical, anything with that was phenomenal. Y'all, y'all took um, how, how long? It was, it was about four months. Uh, we're coming to the end of it. It actually ends this coming Sunday. And yeah, it's something that uh, I think I somewhat resisted for, for quite a while. This is actually my, my first ever sabbatical after 36 years pastoring. Wow. And um, I, I think I, I had the mindset of this is something for pastors who are burned out. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel like that's where I was. Uh, and I, I think it took just uh, uh, hearing from different ones who had experienced the sabbatical who really benefited and I think just humbling myself and saying, well, Lord, I know you, you want to grow me in my, uh, my walk with you all the more and just time with you. So, um, we, we took this sabbatical. Um, I think one key goal was, uh, uh, about two years from now, uh, I plan on making some role, change in in my uh, ministry role um just knowing i'll be 65 will finally be empty nesters i think and um (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i know Um, so um it it was good just to uh instead of just wading into that uh take this time ahead of time just to be in in prayer um, about what God would have for us uh, around the corner. And I think it, uh, it was really good, the different reading that I did. I, I think um, there was one book, it's called uh, The Rest of God, uh, that uh, emphasized this aspect of a sabbatical is, is like taking a Sabbath uh, day after day uh, for, for a number of uh, of weeks, months, and uh, that's how we pursued it uh, for sure. And, and it, I think it all the more to me uh, 
just just re reinforced uh, the need for uh, not shortcutting the the Sabbath time that I I take uh, each week, but all the more uh, just seeing God wants that to be a a special time, um, and so uh, Jan and I uh, took those four months. Um, one of the things we did together was go through a, a transformational prayer ministry uh, training manual and and just really uh, get to work through that, discuss it together, practice. Uh, that, that was great. We took trips, uh, uh, RV trip uh, across part of the country. We uh, just got back from North Carolina in a cabin. Um, we just got some time uh, just just away from other distractions. That's probably one one key thing I've, I've found is uh, when I'm on the home front, a lot more uh, chance for distraction, whether it's projects facing me and the <laughs> no doubt yes. and, uh, and just connections with, with others. Uh, but yeah, but we're excited. I, I'd say uh, no big uh revelations in the way of uh hey make this major ministry shift but i think uh different things the lord impressed on us just in uh, aspects of uh, ministry focus related to things like uh, offering more in the way of parenting conferences uh, working uh, more with international students um even developing this uh, TPM focus. Okay. Well, well, I, I thank God for again what you shared, and I know that that there are pastors, leaders that uh, one uh, they need to take some sabbatical time, and two, uh, they're probably looking at what changes need to be made, adjustments, because um, you know, let's be real. When you look at Acts chapter two and and what the church was doing. It was meeting house to house, and and it was phenomenal uh, to see what God what God was doing during that time. So oh, no, um, I think it was an angel visiting us. I know, I heard that little chime. <laughs> but um, anyway, but just uh, what a uh, if if someone wanted to get in touch with you, is there a, a email they could reach out to? Certainly, yeah. Uh, easiest would be gordonmatt at gmail dot com. So that's just G-O-R-D-O-N-M-A-T-T at gmail.com. I love to touch base with anybody. Yeah, I would encourage, and just again, if you, you want to know what it is uh, to uh, do a sabbatical, if you want to know what it is to plan a house church, if you want to know what it is to raise 11 kids, oh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 almost 21 grandkids or uh, the 21st on the way, and yeah. just knowing that, to me, the big thing, which which I, I love, is that these kids are all faithfully following Christ, and, and it's so amazing. I love my nieces and nephews, and um, anyway, but uh, Matt, we thank you for for uh, spending time with us. I know we do just have a, a couple of quick uh, lightning round questions. Uh, your fa your favorite barbecue sauce? Oh my goodness, uh, Sunny's is right up there. Yeah, I, that it's just a, a staple. Yeah. Okay. All right. The, the, um, uh, 
Well, the the score of the Gators Bulldogs game in twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. Pick the score. It, yeah. Well, it it will be probably it was about thirty five to twenty seven. Be a close one, but of course the Gators will be on top. Okay. All right. All right. So so um, uh, the original Star Wars or Top Gun? Actually, I know. This. Ooh. I know, yeah. I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> Really? You know what I'm gonna say? I would I say I top, top gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I, if you had three hours to hang out with any historical figure other than Jesus, who would it be? Uh, and not me either. So not, <laughs> you're, you're a historical <laughs> figure. Historical. Uh, Can't be a biblical person. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I'd. I'd I'd have to say Winston Churchill. I've been impressed just as I've, I've learned more about his life, just how unique he he has been. Well, that's that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, Matt, thank you. Thank, thank you, Matt. so much. Oh, uh, well, it was a privilege. Us. Thank y'all for inviting me on. Yeah, yeah. love what you're doing down there in Gatorland. <laughs> I, I hear you. And, uh, <laughs> Man, if any any leaders again, anyone you want to connect with Matt, uh, you can even contact us at connecthope connecthope.org is our website. We have a connect link and you can set up a phone call or a personal meeting. And we'd love to walk with you, your leadership, and, and our goal being to strengthen your walk with Christ, to strengthen your relationship with your family, and your your marriage, and then your family. Then I'll then from there. Uh, invest in your leadership and your ministry. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to connect with Matt, he gave you the information just a little bit earlier, or we'll gladly connect you with him uh, to find out about those different areas. Thank you so much for joining us, Gene. Thank you yeah. again. Thanks again, Matt. And thank you so much for uh, joining the Connect Hope podcast. We'll see you next you. time. All right. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.